Hi, uh, if you're listening out there, uh, I'm Alex Wong, and this is my podcast, The Wong Takes. Uh, we this is a little different right now; it's not usually what happens, but it's episode 25, quarter century. Congrats! Uh, I don't know if you're listening. And I decided to record a new intro for the podcast because the old intro was recorded before I even re- made an episode, and it really doesn't encompass everything that we've done here so far. So I thought might as well do it now. Uh, so if you're a first-time listener, uh, it's great to have you aboard. I think you're going to like it, and I'll tell you why later. If not, uh, welcome back. Uh, you can skip to the major topic for this episode. It's going to be a slimmed-down episode because I haven't really had much time to do stuff this week. And also, it's an intro episode, so it should be short. Um, so, first-time listeners, what's up? Uh, probably wondering, what is The Long Takes? So, it is a weekly podcast covering news from all around the world of sports, but since we are in the United States of America, we're mostly going to be focusing on the MLB, the NFL, and the NBA, but we're not afraid to talk about more obscure sports. Uh, I've talked about the Olympics, I've talked about soccer, um, there's, I, I'm a rugby, I enjoy rugby, I recently learned how cricket works, and it is a very enjoyable sport, so you're not going to like be afraid to talk about pretty much anything you want uh, on this podcast. Uh, what does a typical podcast look like? The podcasts are usually um, ballparking around 25 to 30 minutes per episode. This one's going to be shorter uh, just because it's an intro, but normal episodes are about that long, maybe a teeny bit shorter. Uh, there are typically about three to five major topics, which are stories from the week, whether that be uh, updates about leagues or breaking stories, anything pretty much. And then finally, uh, each episode has a quick take, which is a little segment I developed pretty early on in the process. I think I first one was in the fourth episode. And it's just, it's kind of like these, these major topics I've had time to prep and think about. But the quick takes are kind of just like my gut reaction, and they might not be as big stories. They might be more frivolous things like, uh, I don't know, the Ball family or a recent uh, minor trade or something like that. So uh, that's the quick take. And then also sometimes we'll have fan questions depending on whether they come in or not and things like that. We have, uh, we'll answer, I'll answer anything pretty much about sports, uh, I think I marketed it as you can ask me about life too. I'm not sure how qualified I am to talk about that. But yeah, so sports questions, anything, uh, send them in. I'll tell you how to do that in a little bit. So also, why will you like the long takes? Not just what is it, but why will you like it? Uh, it's still, this is still a pretty young podcast. I think with this episode, we're about five months into our run. So since it's, since it is that young, uh, any listener can have a ton of impact on how the show works. So if you ask a fan question, I don't really get that many. So if you ask one, it will for sure be on the podcast. Like I will answer it if you send in a, send in a fan question. And it's to do this, it's pretty easy to communicate with the show. Uh, the email, since this is a name of a thing that is not really that common, I was able to get all the domain names that are really easy to remember. So uh, the long takes at gmail.com is how you can reach podcast via email um we have a website that is bit.ly slash the long takes so free hosting yay and also you get the easy link with bit.ly shout out to bit.ly um and on there you can get every episode of the show it's archived and everything uh and also you can direct you can email the show through the website so there's a place where you can fill out information and you can send me a message without having having to actually email 
And then finally, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's kind of just kind of just there. It's kind of for fun. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the long takes. That's pretty simple as well. Uh, another reason you might like the long takes is that the topics are not... You don't have to listen to the entire show if you don't want to. The topics are actually numbered in the description. So if you just want to hear if there are a couple topics that you feel like interest you and you want to just listen to those, you can just skip to them. The, they're numbered in the description. Easy. Uh, and also, the podcast is only once a week for about half an hour, so it's not like you have to put in a humongous time commitment to keep up on every inside joke of the show or anything. It's just once a week, half an hour, if you skip a few episodes, it's totally fine. And also, this being whole once a week thing, it allows us to, at least for the major topics, go pretty in-depth on stuff. So you're not just going to get, like, surface-level analysis. You're going to hear uh, you're gonna hear us talk about short-term implications of things, long-term implications of things. And all that stuff. So yeah, just recapping. Uh, typical uh, long, long takes. Sorry, long takes. Sports podcast. Kind of off the hook. Uh, have about half an hour, twenty to half an hour episodes. Uh, we're a young podcast. Feel free to email with anything. Uh, hope you keep listening. And uh, here is a shortened version of a typical show. And I hope you enjoy it. I'm Alex Wong, and the Wong takes start now. Pretty nice intro, eh? Uh, yeah. Came up with that, uh, like, the second episode. And it's been with the show ever since. So, uh, thanks for listening. And let's get to the major topic for today. And that is the recent uh, concussion protocol fine. And I'll tell you what that was. During the third quarter of the Seattle Seahawks Week 10 win versus Arizona, uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback for Seattle, was hit pretty hard by... Arizona linebacker Carlos Dansby, and as a result, he left the game for one play and went under the little medical evaluation tent that they have to go under for concussions and things. But the TV cameras showed that he left the tent before the doctors could give him a full examination. This is via Bleacher Report. So the NFL decided to open an investigation into the incident on November 10th. And the result of that investigation was a joint statement from the NFL and the NFL Players Association on Thursday, December 21st, that announced that the Seahawks would be fined $100,000 for their treatment of Wilson. Now, talking about the punishment itself, uh, I think it's appropriate, it's, re- it's good that you find the Seahawks for an incident like this, because an internal issue like this, where it's not like hurting other teams' players or stuff like that, it's medical staff hurting their own player, I don't think that's deserving of a higher punishment like a draft pick or a suspension that could substantially alter your team's fortunes. However, you do have to look and say, okay, uh, this is bad, right? You need to establish a precedent of enforcing safety protocol, and that's a good thing because the NFL, one of their biggest uh, black marks right now is their supposed lack of regard for player safety. And if you punish people for not enforcing safety protocol, that's a good thing. And as I mentioned, the NFL, they're kind of taking baby steps toward a safer league. Because, like you say, previously, these players, uh, they were encouraged to, like, quote, get out there and be tough. And you saw that glorified in various television shows and things. But now this fine is evidence, as have been some safety measures, of kind of a changing attitude. Uh, And it might just be for PR. Like, you don't want to say that you disregard player safety. But still, even if it is just for PR you are sort of changing your mind on this type of thing. And the next step in for the NFL to say, okay, we really do care about player safety, is to reinforce this with new laws that help us out. So I, I do have a proposal 
to for one of these new laws, and that would be have teams only play on Thursday night football after a bye week, so that way instead of having to play after four days, you get two mini bye weeks of like 10 days a pop. And I think that could work because you will lose Thursday night football, say, in the first couple of weeks, in the last couple of weeks when no team has a bye. But still, you get, or you might have two games on Thursday with the two teams that had a bye, so that way you keep the revenue. You could even increase the revenue you get on Thursday nights without having to deal with the negative PR that comes from player injuries on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Another thing of note from this punishment was that this was a review. This ended up being released by both the NFL and the NFLPA. And historically, labor and management have always been hostile to each other in every case, but particularly in sports, because in America, you see things like the NBA, the NFL, and the National Hockey League as well have had lockouts in the past decade, uh, the MLB had their famed player strike in 94 that shortened the season and other things. And this fact that that, lab- that the uh, player associations of these respective leagues and the leagues themselves don't often get along, but this was a joint review and punishment from the NFL and the NFLPA. So that shows the importance of the issue that both of these, uh, both of these organizations teamed up to look into this incident. And once again, it, it does come back to PR. Like, it may have just been for PR reasons that they both looked into it, but still... It's some universality of this issue that we all agree that player safety is important. So it's important that the NFL fine and the NFLPA supported this fine of the Seahawks to say, look, we're not going to tolerate uh, attacks on player safety of any kind. And another angle you can look at this is that the Seahawks act a bit hypocritical here because the whole the Seattle team, particularly cornerback Richard Sherman, who's vocal about many things, but one of the things he was vocal about was his support of player safety, and especially his opposition to Thursday Night Football. He's been one of the earliest and most vocal critics of of the game. And here, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks' medical staff are acting with a lack of regard to his safety, and that kind of undermines their teammates' argument, or their team members' argument. Like, you're going to preach all this player safety, but if you don't actually practice what you preach, then your, your, your argument is not as forceful. And part of this may be that the fact that the Seahawks locker room is, has been established as kind of divided between the offense and the defense. I might have been, I might be referencing like a multi-year-old rift, but I mean the tension is still there, and maybe that's part of it. But I, it, you can't be have your teammates saying, "Look, uh, Thursday night football is bad. Player safety is good," and then just run out of your medical tent before you can get properly treated for a concussion, which is arguably uh, one of the most devastating injuries one can get from playing the game of football. So that's the thing. And then also the Seahawks trainers and medical staff as to not undermine their team's arguments should make sure they need to be thorough about safety in the future moving forward. Just because also uh, if, if as talked about, I think last week that there's a new uh, CBA coming out in four years or something like that. But when that comes out, these teams are all going to want to gain more leverage against the NFL when they're talking about player safety because that's one of the big things that the league has been talking about that they want in this new collective bargaining agreement, like less Thursday nights, um, better recovery times, better medical staff, etc. So if you really want to negotiate about player safety and get more rights, you're going to have to follow the rights that are already here. And you have to show that you really care about player safety and this is not helping uh, the Seahawks do that. So that is a taste of a major topic that you will hear on the long takes. And now, let's go to the quick take. If you don't know what the quick take is, 
I look up a piece of breaking news and I talk about it. So, let's see. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, that's the reaction you're normally here when this happens. But uh, the Patriots sign five-time Pro Bowler James Harrison after he was cut by the Steelers. I think this is an interesting story. I mean, you don't see that many players stick with a team like James Harrison has with the Steelers for so long. And now he has been cut by the Steelers. He holds some venom against them, I think, for cutting him. And he's been signed by the Patriots. I'm not sure how many years he has left in him because that position that he plays, linebacker, is such a physical position that I know he has all those workout videos of him being still jacked and working out and everything. But your your durability is going to take a hit after a certain point. And the physical style with which he plays, it's going to be tough for him to be super effective with the Patriots, but the Patriots could really use him on on defense because their defense, especially early in the season, have been pretty weak. And even though they've pretty much written the ship, righted righted the ship by now, uh, going into the playoffs is going to be helpful to have some depth at the linebacker position in the form of James Harrison and also uh, the leadership he can bring as an older guy. Uh, it, it'll be nice for the Patriots to have that even more leadership uh, on the defensive end because in the offensive end, of course, they have. Tom Brady and the veterans, uh, veteran wide receivers in particular. But on the def- on the defensive side, it'll be nice to have James Harrison piloting that defense in the back. And this makes the Patriots even more uh, favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions. So that was the quick take. This has been the Wong Takes. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're not a first-time listener, I uh, hope you keep listening. It's been a fun ride so far. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, you can send questions, fan questions, on the Patreon patron feed, or you can do it via the email. Uh, don't forget to check out the podcast on the various places, the website bit.ly slash thewongtakes, the Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash thewongtakes, email thewongtakes at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, I added Google Play a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it still works. Uh, Email me if it doesn't. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.